Trash. Trash. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Jasmine Renee. Jasmine is a R&B singer songwriter. She she uh, she's a dancer. She's a teacher. She's uh, she's a wife. She's she's awesome. It was a great conversation, and uh, I, I was an honor to sit down and talk to this young lady and and uh, get her side of the story. Uh, I want you guys to go out and check out the new Rain and Mystique album uh, at rainandmystique.com. That's R E I N A M Y S T I Q U E dot com. Check it out and uh, let let us know what you think here at We Speak English Good uh, at We Speak English Good at gmail.com. Look at that. I'm just moving right along here, folks. Uh, <laughs> we Speak English Good.net is the newly built website. Uh, the new and improved. I've been updating my YouTubes and uh, my Instagrams and, uh, and my Facebooks and my Walmarts and my Myers. Uh, okay, well, that's enough out of me. Let's just go over to Jasmine Renee and listen to this conversation because it gets a little emotional for me. Um, and, uh, I don't know. Well, I know why, but it, it just happens. So let's jump over there before I keep blathering on. All right. I'll see you on the other side. Yeah, uh, high school. Oh wow! How's <laughs> that? Well. Um, it's quite interesting. Um, Do you like it? Like I love them a lot. <laughs> some days it's very. Um, it takes a lot of patience. Yeah, I would say a lot of patience. I do love them though. What grades? Ninth through twelfth. Oh, I've okay, got all ED of them. math. Yep. So I'm an intervention specialist. So I've got math. So this is my daytime job. Yep. I'm intervention. Intervention specialist. So I'm within the special ed unit. So I have students oh, with okay, okay. disturbances. Ah. Um, so that's my day. All day. That's what I went to school for. Wow. Yeah. That's that's special that's ed. Raina's mom does that. Yeah. That's exactly it. She has like three masters and she just does that. I think she's it, she's teaching now at um at a reform school or should, something. Give like her that. a fist pump for me because it's it's a it's real work. It's yeah. real work. It's like not a joke at all. But. No. Do do you do you have problems with them like touching you or hitting you or trying to or I, not necessarily I have to give like a mom stare down like, <laughs> if anything it's like the age barrier that's what yeah. gets me is because they feel like it's so close like they talk to their friend mm. I'm like that's not that's not what this, we can't we can't do this so yeah. it's teaching them in the same sense of them trying to take that mm. take the lesson from somebody that looks like they are close to their age <laughs> so it's it's good and bad it's a gift and a curse at the same time well I yeah. my Raina's mom, mm -hmm. her name is Roxanne. She's mm -hmm. she's a saint. Um, she's been doing it for like thirty some years, and she's just. I mean, she just tells me, it's like, yeah, sometimes they try to hit me. They call me a fucking bitch. Yeah. And, uh, oh, you know, yeah. all the horrible yeah. things that you could think of. But 
I just tell him to shut the fuck up. I'm going to sit the fuck down. Hopefully you die. Hopefully you fucking (laughs) die one day, you know. But then it's like the next day, it's like nothing has even happened. (laughs) Because you have to remember, like, I'm teaching within the special ed. You know, they might go off on you really, really bad one day. And you have to realize it's a disability. Even though they're typical and their parents, they're really battling. And then they'll come back and tell me, like, what was going on? Like, it has nothing to do with me. So I don't take any of it personally. Right, right, right. You can't. You can't. You just tell them the next day, like, I was going to strangle you yesterday. Just let you know. I'll let you live because I need to keep my job. So, okay, okay. You're not okay. in the dirt right now because. You're not in the dirt right now. I, I, I don't have, have problem losing my job someday. So, you might want to catch me on one of those days. You know, call me on a good day. Good so day. I have no problem with just walking away from this job and going on tour. So, just know. When my shoes come off, just know I was ready to lose it all. I was ready to risk it all for you. Um, ready to risk it all. <laughs> um. What? Yeah. Uh, where'd you go to school? I went Rogers. Rogers, Rogers High School, okay. and then I went college. BG. BG. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We just got. I'm out. a Falcon. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, uh. I get some. Uh, my buddy. He teaches the drum line, the drum corps out there. Um, he's, he's there now. The head guy who's teaching the drum corps. He's actually the drummer in the band that I play with. How is that? Oh yeah. That's okay. Yeah. This is. Yeah. He's very good. He. Can't. Nice. I'm glad, I'm glad that worked out for you. So flavorful. Oh my god. People <laughs> hate these. People really hate Bloody Marys. I know. It's a And they hate though. to watch they hate to watch people drink it and they hate yeah. to smell it. But I used to like V8. And I feel like this mm-hmm. is I used to drink V8 when I was a kid. Like a lot a lot. That was the only way I would eat my vegetables. So <laughs> yeah. this is like a grown up V8. So that's yeah. why I think it was a smooth transition. Yeah, you're getting your minerals and your vitamins. I just like I used to see people <laughs> stuff with like the tall rhubarb, like they would jack it up. And I used to be like, What drink is that? And I'm just so glad I love them. Oh, yeah. no. They put, like, chunks of chicken in it now. Hard-boiled bacon. eggs. Bacon. Oh, the bacon. There's, um, what, at Putin Bay, you can, like, either they have a bar, like a, mar- um, what is it, um, Bully Mary Bar, and you can, like, make it as hot and spicy as you want it. <laughs> nice. Or hot sauce in there. I mean, <laughs> you can jack it up. This right one's up. good, though. So, uh, what's your lineage of music and performance? Because I'm with Jasmine Renee. That's what you go by. That's yeah. Okay. That's my stage name. Stage yeah. name. Okay. Uh, I'm with Jasmine Renee, and, and um, the first time I actually met you in person was you were teaching a dance workshop. But I think the <laughs> first time I ever saw you was my wife was like, "Oh my god, I played this show with this with this girl last night. She's incredible!" Aww. And like she came home and like showed me this thing, Aww. the the video for Black Queen. Yeah. Which I, I cried because Aww. ever since I've had a child, I turned into a sap. Okay. Um, and then I watched it again that? today, just a review. <laughs> and, and I pinpoint the point. It's when you, when all the ladies come together and start dancing, I lose my shit. I don't know why. Aww. It's just what's happened to me since becoming a father. I've never had a problem with crying. That's beautiful. <laughs> He's gonna talk about you very badly down the line, but <laughs> he could be like, no, my dad was beautiful. such a bitch. <laughs> it's, a, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful feeling though, because you, you have that emotion. A lot of people um, were super, super emotional on watching it and you have no clue when um when you write it when you create the video so i directed the video like down to the timestamps. you just wow. never know what it would come out to be like uh-huh. that was my first time working with that videographer he's from indiana his name is zach vessels um from out of indiana he came all the way here to do it and i just liked his work previously but i'd never seen anything like what i wanted to do i'm like i hope it comes out okay my goal was 50 ladies uh-huh. so i wanted to depict 50 different ladies of color that all look different in appearance and i was like just bring your own style bring 
bring your own character to the video. Um, that's all I want. So I ended up getting, I think it was like 34 mm -hmm. friends and family that I used. Um, some that I knew just from social media that I was like, I love what you're doing. I, somehow it's like energies are drawn to each other and I want you there. I want you there. Some of my girls, like the girls that were dancing, they mm -hmm. um, are in my class. Skills and Heels is a dance class I teach. It's a Heels class. And I'm like, you know, I want to use you guys. I want to use all these different flavors for that particular part because I wasn't going to have any dance. And I said, it would be so odd if I didn't have any. So it was a really <laughs> small portion. It was like maybe 25 seconds worth of it just so that it had a home. I'm like, that's such an important part of, of me of me and my music. So Yeah, and you're a fantastic <laughs> dancer and Thank a fantastic singer. Like, your voice is just like it's like air. I don't like I don't in a good way. I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> no, it's that's like not a, a bad thing. Okay, it's like it's no, like a, a, a breezy day, uh, uh, like a breezy spring day. Okay, that's like, not a bad thing. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I didn't want you to be like it's air. Like what? It's like what? It doesn't no. have any sound to it. Is it? <laughs> like no, open. it's beautiful. It's it's uh. It, um, but what's what's like your lineage? What's your background? Do you, is your parents in the performance music? Mm, what was my mom sang in the choir? Okay. My dad is um, not musically inclined as far as singing, <laughs> yeah. but he does like music. So I grew up as a dancer. So I danced all my life. My dad was super into me being a dancer. He uh -huh. loved Michael Jackson very much so. So dance has always been a part of my life and music was for my mom. Okay. So she didn't really necessarily dance, but we were super involved with having that in our household. So church was where it all started, but yeah. I was shy uh. as shit back then. <laughs> like wouldn't open my mouth, would get solos and was like hardly even <laughs> able You're to. Just like, I have no clue how it came to terms. I think it's just like in here, letting people, allowing people to hear me sing because you don't know if you can sing. You don't know if you can sing. And it's only until somebody tells you that you possibly can that it gives you a little bit of courage mm. to go um, forward a little bit. So I probably didn't seriously start being able to hear my voice. I was in eighth grade. Oh, wow. Eighth grade. So, yeah, I was, like, old. I was old. I was eighth grade. That I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe maybe this is something. Then when yeah. I got to high school, I sang in the choir. I'm like, okay, it's good. Then by 11th grade year, um, I tried out for the musical. We did The Wiz. So, I played, uh -huh. I um, landed Dorothy. Oh, so, that's nice. when I was like, okay, this is something. It, it felt great. That was a huge, huge production. But um, I realized, like, that was something I really wanted to do. I really wanted to pursue um, musically. So college, I was fighting, like, do I want to go for education or do I want to go music? Yeah. So I'm like, that's a passion. I can always use it no matter what. I'm mm -hmm. like, I know that if I go for education, that's my meat job. I can always, you know, it's always there. It's always available. And music, I can keep, you know, I can keep it still dear, near and dear in my free time. So that's kind of how I landed being um, a woman of so many different trades and busy and tired all the time <laughs> um, because of it, because of it. But it's man, awesome though. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so you guys, so, so you grew up in the church, and that's kind of your exposure to yes. it, and, and and having that the choir and the band and the, and all that. I, I, I so it was a Baptist first. church, is is that or no? Is, it was um, African American Episcopal. Okay, okay. Yeah, Warren AME Church on but, Collinwood. But there's okay, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to play with a church. I can't remember the church, but I played with a. I think you and friends with him. Actually, I played with David James Jr. He or you're friends with him maybe on Instagram or Facebook. You might not know him. What's his instrument? Uh, keys. He. I used to play with him and this cat named Philip J. Philip Connolly. Sorry. And these and names I, are all familiar. I have to see face. I would have to see faces. Um. So I. I just got. I David was able. To, James. I feel like I know who that is. He's amazing. I know. I think he's I know like who that is. Like okay. he's like someone that I attribute so much of my um, my ear to. Yeah. Because I came up Catholic. Mexican Catholic, 
they're like Ricola, you know. So, like, so you know, like it was, it, it was a totally different thing. When I met him through, when I met him through school. I was going to Owens. I met this cat named Raymond, and he was like, "Hey, we do this jam at this church." And I was like, All right, "I'll check it out." Was and it the marketplace? I don't know. It was. It was because over it was off like Collingwood. Super, was it super open space in the inside? Because they used to do jams at this particular place, oh. and different people would come in too, like come in and out of it. Yeah. I, I just wondered if that's possibly what it was. No. When you said jam, I just wondered if that's well, what. Well, it, it was more like just the guys in the in the mm-hmm. band would just get together and come out, and then okay. some certain people. It was at the church itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish I could remember the name of it, but. Um, I loved it so much because it was just... The church will give you your soul. You know what I'm saying? Like, it will give you your soul. I would say that's the most probably entertaining part of church for me was the music portion because it gives you your... It gives you your soul. It gives you your grit because it gives you the real. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have that singers up there is touching you that you're getting ready to be near tears because it's, it's a real thing yes. it's a real emotion there yes. um so i think that's that's where the the pain or the struggle or the strength comes from um for the sound yeah the totally sound. totally yeah. no no you're you're absolutely right and, and i mean for me from an outside perspective because i didn't grow up in that environment but mm-hmm. i but like coming into it it was just such a I mean for me it was like music boot camp like I had no idea <laughs> yeah. what they were doing like I didn't even know they were changing chords and like he's changing like 12 chords and I'm just like wait are, are you playing F major or an F minor what? are you playing them all together <laughs> yeah, okay like, what what's are you happening? even doing right now and, and you know and, and then the various um, uh, like educated education of music within the you know within the players themselves right. varies so right. at the time some of the guys knew music theory but a lot of them just grew up the guys i played with just grew up with an ear and that's exactly. kind of how you grow because um you know like a deacon would get up and he would start doing his thing and then he just starts singing a hymn and you have to find the key right there and you'd see that's him just going up chromatic like do 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 right here e flat let's go that's and I'm just exactly like, it all of a sudden you have to transpose this song that you practice in A to E flat and you're just like, oh my. So it was a very short stint, but it was, it was education for me. And, and it was just such a beautiful way. Like I always told my, my wife, if I ever go back to Jesus, it's going to be in a Baptist church because I cannot it's imagine so, any other place. It's so go. sterile mm-hmm. at like, at like, and then the other, like, I don't know, it's just, it gets real sterile, and, and it's, <laughs> not that I'm against religion or anything right. like that, I'm just, it's just, I'm not drawn it's to different. that anymore. So. It's definitely different. It's a different look. Yeah, and I appreciate that. So, I give it to anybody that can play an instrument, because that shit ain't easy. No, it is not. At all. No, but Mm-mm. but it's also not easy to just start singing in front of people because your voice is your instrument and that's you. And so when people are judging your playing, they're judging you physically as a person, yeah, <laughs> and as a singer because your instrument is you. So and that's deep, man. That's it's hard. Deep. That's deep. <laughs> it's but, definitely hard because I'm like I know my voice is not a piece of cake for everybody, but you have to get to a point where you are so comfortable mm-hmm. with your ability, um, with how you sound. You know that who you are as an artist. That's the probably yeah. the most important part. Without getting lost and not taking too many things to heart, I'll have somebody like, oh, I want you for a feature because I want that gut-wrenching pain. <laughs> or they'll say they want a sweet-sounding voice and they wouldn't necessarily categorize my voice. But I'm like, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. not how I sign. I can't, I'm not upset about that. Right. Um, I get it. I get it. You oh, totally. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta know. Yeah, different strokes for different folks. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
So, so through high school, so do you think, do you attribute like the Wiz as like um, a place where you kind of found your maybe confidence or maybe like, like a real like, hey, this might be something or, or, or because you said that it was like, you were really afraid, right? Like you were scared. I was super you. afraid. When I was in, okay, when I was in eighth grade, I did a talent show and mm. I placed in first. So I placed in first for singing. I placed in second for dance. So it was the same yeah. category. So it was like I danced with the dance team and we played second, but I placed first for singing. Okay. So that was my first time singing that people actually heard me. Mm. So I was like, okay, I was scared shitless at that point. So um, I held music a lot or closely after that, mm -hmm. after that. So that gave me the courage to then got you, got in you. turn years later to try and audition. Like, okay, I might sound halfway decent. Maybe I'll be okay. <laughs> So, so then right. did you have a general stage fright because you were a dancer or, or did you kind of get over that because of dancing? I'm just just trying to because I know that dancing and singing are obviously two different art forms. And, they are. And uh, and with dancing, you kind of I'm assuming that you kind of get lost in movement, not so much trying to get lost in like singing and projecting It's like you kind of have your routine. And you kind of can just sort of stay in your own world. But with singing, you really have to connect. And, and so for many years, I kept them both separate. Mm -hmm. So it was super hard to break the barrier. Like, OK, I would do like little little talent shows here and there singing just at my school. But um, outside of school, I was doing dance team in high school. I did dance team. So everybody saw me as a dancer. So to be this dancer mm -hmm. that turns singing it's like you kind of have to win over people again because <laughs> in this you know in this light you're new mm -hmm. you're new yeah you dance but you don't yeah. sing or this is new is this brand new no I've been singing for a long time I just haven't just hadn't so when I got to college I was starting to write mm -hmm. that's when I really started oh, songwriting nice. um was when I was in college when I was supposed to be doing homework <laughs> and things so procrastination is probably absolutely what did it so if I would have never went to school never had that free time on my hands I probably would have never gotten into songwriting It'd be days I'm right supposed to be writing papers and I'm like okay if I'll write this at another time I'm gonna you know go and play on the piano so I, I don't play that well but I play well enough to write so like Black Queen I did on the guitar like I had three strings worth of chords to be able just to write, enough mm -hmm. to write to. Yeah. So I don't play instruments um, at all, fully, completely at all, <laughs> at all. But just enough to be able to write. Like if I have a melody, I'll be able to try to find it. So it's just by ear as well, try to find it on the keys as much as I can, um, then write that way. That's yeah. really cool. So so you write your own music. I do. You write the, the chords and you write the words and... And then you started doing that in college? That was when you really doing started that writing? In college. Okay. So, like for the project for um, Black Queen, the whole project, um, there's a guitarist. His name is Ryan McIntyre, um, Bandit. He's the one that actually played. So, I gave him my chords, I gave him the original, mm -hmm. and then he just formatted it, you know, to sound. Does he play with a band around? He there? does. He plays with Wall Music Band. Yes. What's it? What is Wall it? Music Band? Wall Music Band? Wall Music Band. I'm trying to think what Wall else um, might you have heard of. Um, you go to Ye Old Cock and Bull at um, all? I have. Wait a second, I play there. Yeah, I play there. So you might have um, seen him, and I can't even think I'm, I'm, offhand. But not. you might have you might have heard him play down there. But see, when you're there, you're probably the only band that's there. So you yeah, might exactly. not have you yeah. might not have at all. But he um, also plays with Wall Music. I, I'm new back to the area too, so I'm just sort of getting, getting to know the feel everybody. For other um, other musicians and stuff. I was gone for 13 years in, in San Diego. And so when a I, lot has changed. A lot has <laughs> changed. That's a long time. Yeah. For one thing, you can work as a musician here, which is incredible. Because you mean like make a livelihood as a musician mm -hmm. here? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not easy, and you're not making a lot of money. But um, I was just thinking about this today. Is like my trade off. I was like, I don't make a lot of money, but I have been able to see my son 
and be there for my son and my family mm. like from the beginning until now like i have been there like a solid foundation wow. and it's because i'm able to i have to leave sometimes and leave for a little bit of time but like i'm always there i'm taking him to school i'm making his breakfast i'm cooking his ass, I'm wiping flexibility his ass. to be like you know, a exactly. full you know be fully, fully involved with my family and that's and that's what I'm really grateful for. Even if I didn't see it back then when yeah. I actually started being doing music full time, I didn't see. Are it you like full that. time? Full time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's the scary part. That's the divide yeah. where I where I am. Yeah. That is something I love and passionate about. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, damn, you know, it may or may not get the bills paid. It's mm. it's super different. I think it would be way different if um, to be a musician and an artist in the same boat because mm. you can play your own shows. You don't have to pay your musicians. <laughs> then you know, split whatever you were getting paid, and then mm. it's literally crumbs. It really is crumbs at it that is. point. You're absolutely um, right. <laughs> when you're trying to do that much. No, so yeah. that's that's just the split. You know, having real life and then having passion. So mm-hmm. it's no. And yeah. for you, you need that solid. Like I know I'm gonna get that paycheck. I but know one I'm day gonna... I'm gonna be like, you know, you just gotta you gotta dive in head first if that's it's... what you truly truly you know. Right need and want i'm like and it might not happen around these parts either it might have to happen <laughs> tough, somewhere man. it might have to happen somewhere else yeah it's tough um so did you ever like go out and like do any like cover band stuff or has it always just been like i'm just doing jasmine and i've done cover like I've backup scene or anything like that uh-uh. i've never done any backup scene. i've done covers but it was mostly in college so then once i got out of college um it was more original, just doing so, original so music. So performance-wise, it's always been mm-hmm. original. Mm-hmm. And then, and you're just such a great teacher too. So like, oh, you're a great you. dance teacher. I'm sure you're a great teacher, teacher, teacher. But like, what? I have to ask them. The first thing that me and Raina <laughs> saw when we walked in is your ability to connect with the kids and get them into it. And like, that's so huge in oh, in God. our world because we we well, she works with. A lot of kids and back in San Diego we taught kids after school programs and stuff so like so like you know we see that right away and so like I know you have this this great town of teaching and dancing and stuff so where where does the teaching part come from where do you think that kind of stems my from? grandfather was a teacher he taught um, uh, African-American studies social studies True. so I think it was always there. Mm-hmm. It was always there. And then having great teachers. Having great teachers absolutely instills that energy of like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is the person I want to be. I want people to, um, to be able to inspire people in that way or be um, a helpful tool for those that don't. Like my demographic of student is extremely hard to work with. So mm-hmm. I always feel like patience is the most important part. They see nothing but people um, every day that are saying they're not worth it, they're not enough. And I'm like, you are enough, but you also have to figure it out. You got to turn it around. You can't think that everybody else is the negative versus right. fix, fixing what's happening there. So it's, it's kind of like a reform. Like, I'm like, hey, I, if I'm going to be a teacher, I'm going to figure out how to reform d- this demographic of student, okay? They're not going to care about your paperwork when you go out into the real world. So you got to start thinking like that, stop being a victim, yeah. and you got to work. You have to work. There's yeah. no way around it. So I think it's always, always been there, always been there. I wanted to do K through three originally. So like their age group, the, like mm-hmm. <laughs> his age group, I wanted to do that age group. And I was like, okay, 26 um, K through three year olds, you know, possibly for 50 something years. I was like, I might get burned out really quick, <laughs> really, really quick with that. Yeah. So now I have um, the capability to do K through 12. Mm. And then I found home with my high schoolers. Oh, okay. So that conversational tone, getting them prepped um, to go out into the world and like getting closer to college age. I would never do college. Um, the collegiate level, they're all assholes. Oh. Just imagine being teach, 
going to college with people wanting to be teachers. They already mm. mentally think they're teachers. So it's like, okay, all right. I'm just surrounded yeah, yeah, yeah. by a-holes that want to correct the, in yeah. the professors. They, I'm like, so I'm like, they okay. Know, they know everything. They, they, they know everything. I'm like, okay, we're supposed to be learning. Knowing. I'm like, yeah. I'm getting an easy A here. Please, let's not complain about how easy this shit is. Okay? <laughs> this shit is easy, but okay, that's cool. But it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah so when, what, when, you, when you were like trying to decide that the what path to take what were you already taking uh taking music classes and stuff like that or, or were you just like i don't know and you just were like fuck it i'm going teaching it's just the it's a I solid had a couple i had a couple music classes in college but nothing that was like to spur me into a career mm -hmm. like being a music major i had a few and i just kept thinking like could i make a livelihood with this degree is it yeah. a I'm like, I could do music and not have a degree, mm -hmm. truthfully. So I'm like, okay, I'm in here for what? To get a degree, <laughs> okay, I need to get a degree in something I can actually apply it. Cause mm -hmm. You could work anywhere. I mean, I probably could have gotten closer into the music industry having something with a music background, mm -hmm. um, per se. But as far as me wanting to be a singer-songwriter, it possibly wouldn't have mattered. It could have opened my ear. Now I'm like, dang, there's so many different areas I could have went into music production. That would help me personally yeah. or to help somebody else. I could have been a producer for God's sake, you know, and got my foot in the door that way. Now I think about so many different options. But being in freaking 18, 19, like, you're not thinking that broad. You're not thinking that big. <laughs> right. So I was like, well, education is underlying um, underlying motive here i'll just go ahead and go yeah, for that no, I, I understand. which was the original plan <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no I, I i i always tell anybody who's talking about like going to school for music i'm like don't do it like why unless you're really trying to be like uh unless you're trying to go like juilliard or berkeley where that's like where's the degree gonna get you that's why you had to think of how heavy does it weigh you you don't technically need it you don't really need no, it. No, you don't. In, unless you really want to learn that. and Or, like I said, if you want to go to Juilliard or Berkeley, where you're, where you're basically paying for a network of that's awesome it. musicians. You that's know? it. You're basically paying for your network. That's probably going to set you up for the rest of your life. But. Um, <laughs> yes, but, it would. Um, I mean, I always just think of, like, Esperanza Spalding. Um, are you familiar with Esperanza I am. Is she... Um, Berkeley graduate, but I mean, she just—I mean, she's just incredible. Like, she's like, she probably would have been incredible without it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she made this network that afforded her to meet the right professor that gave her that shot that sent sent her music to some guy who gave you know, and now she's now she's as brown. It's but. almost a one in a million chance of those things happening. Of course, definitely. But but going to schools with that are at that level, it. it kind of gives you some kind of foundation and, and i only just say network because yeah. the education part is it's on you you can learn that shit anywhere that's true but but like you are you are looking for a network when you're going to school for something like that but i always tell people who's like oh i think i might go to school for music i'm like don't waste your money don't don't put yourself in debt for the you know the next 20 years because you think this is the right move it's like if you want to go to college go to college for something that like if you want to be a doctor Go to college if you want to be exactly. a lawyer. If you want to be a teacher, go to college. Yeah. But don't don't just go in for like communications because you don't know what you're doing and stuff. Don't I, waste the time. I just don't. It's just the, the the job market and just just what's happening now is just technology sort of like removing all these just like factory jobs and, and truck driving jobs and just yeah. these like certificate jobs like that that are 
you know, people are relying on, but it, I mean, they're going. It, technology is taking it. So yeah, they're. I, I mean, I, I always say is like, if you chose a real career over <laughs> over music, then, mm. then you did well. And yeah. if music is something that, like you said, if you're passionate about it, and you're just like, you know what, I'm done with this. It's a little bad. Yeah. <laughs> Got to take some risk. It's a risk. Oh, totally. It's all <laughs> it's a like risk. A, a huge gamble. It's like. Yeah, it's like literally you're standing on a, the edge of a cliff and you're just like, do I jump off and see what happens or do I just... That's where I've, I've been standing there for years and years and years. So I'm right okay, on the edge. Though. I'm right on the tip of the tip. You know what I'm saying? You the wind blows a little bit more, then I might fall <laughs> hey, head man. first. But like hey. out of so many years, this was my first visual. I've never even had one. This yeah. is my first time even having a video. So I'm like... That was just out of nowhere. Just one day, I'm like, okay, I want to do this. <laughs> and, you, and you had the concept from beginning to end, kind of. Kind of. It started formulating. I was like, oh, by my birthday, I want that to be a gift to myself, was to have a video. So it started um, formula formulating over time um, when I was like, okay, what type of angles and stuff do I need? So literally, I had to just write it out second by second or <laughs> lyric by lyric. I wrote it out to the lyrics is how I ended up... Uh, directing the video for it, it I, yeah, I don't know, that must have been God, because it just happened one day, it was just like, okay, I woke up like, yep, that's what it is, this is what's going to happen, and oh, I'm going to do cool. it that way. So it was something that just came at all at once. Yeah, it literally did come out all at once. So I like, love those moments. So like that day, when I was like, okay, well, how can I get um, 35, 34, 450, however many women, <laughs> to be all in agreement for this day? So what it looked like before was like a, like a lunch, like breakfast. Like we did breakfast and drinks and hair and makeup was taking place there, um, that they were able to come um, and get the service if they needed the services done. Um, so I wanted to kind of just treat them for that morning, like before it happened, just because I, I appreciated them yes. even being there, um, being in accordance with the dress call and just like getting dialed up they were able to get um pictures taken michael wood was a photographer on site so they were able to get professional pictures taken there um that they were able to keep and have afterwards so he was so nice um we thought we were going to get like one to three shots they were able to get all of them so most of the girls wow. walked away with like maybe under maybe 15 to 20 shots of wow. themselves from that day so feeling like you know a million yeah. bucks so i was just like oh it you know it couldn't have worked out any better that it was smooth it was crazy because it was the weather was the main concern of that day because everything was outside so i'm like okay we all get wet this is 30 people wet and they're gonna be pissed with me for you yeah. know even thinking yeah. this up so <laughs> earlier in that morning it was like five in the morning it was still raining uh -huh. six when i got to the site it was um like getting damp it was still like drizzling a little bit then they started coming at 10 um it was starting to get sunny uh, I was like, okay, cool. They were doing their single shots. I'm like, okay, it's still sunny. Okay, it's cool. There were bees. So mm -hmm. many bees. Uh -huh. So many bumblebees. We didn't factor that <laughs> in. I don't know why there were so many bumblebees, but there were millions of bees. <laughs> so we were swatting at bees, like, majority of the time. By the time we did the group shot that was uh, out in the garden, which is right behind, what is that? Is it behind? No, it's behind Manhattan's, the Garden of Manhattan's downtown. Oh, that's Street. where that was? That's where, wow. that's where that was. Um, it was such a beautiful location, and, like, I was just like, where I kept saying, where can I find, where could I find sunflowers? So that's even how I found it. The sunflower patch I wanted to use, they were all dead by then. Because mm. this was early October. Yeah. So that one, it still had a lot of greenery. And I'm like, I think we can all fit here. So I bought like some mats like for everybody to sit on because they were in there white. But as soon as we sat down and got situated, it rained for like um, 15 seconds. It, it rained like screaming. Like, wow. 
Like people were screaming. Like hair was getting wet. This oh. is a no no. This yeah. is a no no in the black community. Okay, everybody, I, listen, I, this is a no no. Okay, so we were for everybody was freaking out. Um, that is chaotic because you're not gonna. You might possibly not look the same after rain hits your hair. You might mm. not look the same. So it was. Then it stopped. <laughs> it just stopped. It ended completely, and it didn't rain again. But we were all like. Okay, uh, is it safe? So this is that shot at the very, very end of the video. Um, when it starts to pan out, it, it rained just before that. So, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, just the, before that. The drone shot where uh -huh. it goes up. Okay. The, it rained just before that. So the park scene was at uh, Sidecut Park. So where, where the dancing took place, that was inside of Sidecut Park. That was okay. That was later in the day. It was decent by then. No more rain. But that was the biggest concern of that day. But I just wanted people to really enjoy the experience. To really yeah. enjoy the experience of what it was, everybody coming together, a lot of everybody did not know each other, so this is a lot of people's first times meeting, and there were so many different ages involved. Mm -hmm. um, so it went from 18, um, it went from 18 to maybe 50s, mid 50s, early 60s. Um, it was it was a, a huge age range, but I just wanted everybody to be on one accord. Like you know, we we all have to start somewhere, and we all look different, mm -hmm. um, but we're all the same in one likeness. We're all queens, all queens. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love the song and just the message behind it. Do, do you mind if I edit in the song and play it? I'm okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, let's, play, let's play Black Queen, then come back and we'll talk about that song because it's a very powerful message and I think it's, um, I think it's, very, it's a very poignant message for today's, today's environment. Um, so let's listen to Black Queen. We'll be right back. To describe myself, Lord have mercy. Every time I stare into the looking glass, what do I see? I see a beautiful, dark haired queen, strong and confident as she. I see a pretty little woman who is becoming. Oh, they should know what she wants to do, what she wants from life, and what she should not do. What she thinks and what she should be, but the world ain't ready for this beautiful black queen. See, the world ain't ready for this beautiful black queen. No, they don't want her if she ain't a stripper. They don't want her if she's smarter than Dildo. They don't want her if her body ain't perfect. Nah, they don't want her that. They don't know nothing about her. They don't want her if she don't cause jealousy They don't want her if she ain't famous, see They don't want her they They don't want her they mm. All these people try to define the color of our skin But beauty is not skin deep the naive may think that the darker we are There's a slim chance of us being pretty I'm a preach on the teacher girls Love them hard, nurture scars Always believe in the dreams In reality, it ain't just what you see Yet the curvy girl with a degree you never see If you really take the time to get to know these girls Rather than play these girls, you know better Take the chance to get to know these girls Ignore these girls 
told you I see the world already I don't wanna keep repeating myself But I got a lot to say I don't wanna tie your folks out But I'm feeling some kind of way This is something that needs to be said Something that needs to be heard Something that needs to be fed Swallowed in the land Swallowed in Swallowed in the land But I told you They ain't listening Thought I told you You see the world ain't ready For this Beautiful black wing See the world ain't ready for this Beautiful black wing No, they don't want her if she ain't a stripper They don't want her if she's smarter than them, no They don't want her if her body ain't perfect, nah They don't want her, they, they don't know nothing about her They don't wanna if she don't cause jealousy. They don't wanna if she ain't famous. See, they don't wanna they. Don't be intimidated by my confidence or the fact when I walk, I switch my hips so these outspoken words that leave from my lips trying to judge a black. And we're back. So, uh, I'm good. Oh, hell yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. I used to go live all the time, actually. Um, I have a, you can tag me, it's just at We Speaking. Yeah, you got <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah, sure, we can pause it. Let's pause it. Back on. So, um, so we just listened to Black Queen. Oh, I'm so sorry. Was that the right? Is that the right name for it? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. my God. I'm so. I for some reason I don't know. I thought I got the words. Never nope. Mind. It's the same as the EP. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, tell me about this song and kind of like, um, how you came up with the concept of the song and then dive into the song itself and what's what what it means to you. Um. I think I wanted a song that I could identify with. Mm-hmm. Me personally, like in in writing, um, I wanted something that I could always 
go home to. Like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. No, I'm not this type of person. You can't box me because mm -hmm. I'm not any of these type of people, but I am a black queen. Mm -hmm. I can take ownership for the type of person that I am. So I think that's how it came, mm -hmm. how it came. The first verse and the chorus came so easy. The second verse, I never even had a second verse. So when I originally wrote it to guitar, mm -hmm. I never had a second verse for it. So it came eventually it took some time to marinate so i'm like i don't know if i you know if this is something or not so this is really old it's like maybe four years old it's maybe four oh, or wow. five years old it's old though so <laughs> to pull it back um from the back burner i'm like man i forgot about that that was you know a great message and something that we need I and agree. you might not hear it every day um some of my kids like students in the school they got a hold of it another teacher she shared it with our students but they were just saying how empowering that was to them and you don't think of it mm -hmm. um you never think of world to me i never think of worldly how my music will affect people because i'm like i just want you to listen to it yeah. i don't know if you can relate to it i don't know if it's something that you can apply to your real life or not but um i just want you to feel me i want you to hear yeah. me um first thing first so that being able to hit so many people in a personal place, men, okay, that aren't necessarily black queens, but that can <laughs> identify with having daughters or having mothers mm -hmm. or having aunts or just the um us all coming together as a whole, that was something that was super powerful to me too. Yeah. So that, when I had my listening um, for the video premiere for um, Black Queen, that was when I really got to get feedback and hear so many feedback. That was so probably overwhelming of right. a feeling to experience so many people in one place to tell you about something that you wrote. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was. It, it's weird. It was weird. In, like, in it weird, was like teary the whole time. Yeah. Like, I was on edge, like, okay, this is enough. That's enough. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. And I'm not <laughs> trying to say it's weird because, like, you know, or to alienate anybody, but it, yeah. it's weird when people are like, oh my God, that, you know, like they just, they're pouring out their emotions to you and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, 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 not, especially yeah. if you're not used to something like that, if you're not used to just like this huge amount of adulation all at once, like, right. it, it, it feels good, but it's also like, oh my, it's kind of overwhelming, and you're just. Uh, it, it, it was, it was, it was definitely <laughs> overwhelming, but it was really awesome to hear, and it's like this is why I do it. Okay, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's three people in this room, it doesn't matter if there's five, there's a room full right now, and it, it was so much love in that space. Um, that was enough. I was like, that's enough. I don't care if the whole world ever or never hears it or sees the footage of it. It was, it was enough to know that it's doing something. It's making yeah. some sort of a difference. So. I, so I love the empowerment aspect of it, but I also love the, the aspect of, like, for people listening to it, you know, like, whether you're white or black or Mexican or whatever, yeah. is, like, you're, you're, you're setting up the messages, like, like, maybe you should get to know who we are and like yeah. how we are like you should <laughs> okay so okay so I my wife um you know my wife Raina and and um we uh I was we were at her friend's house and my wife's black for people who don't know that if you listen to the show you know that my wife's black but um <laughs> uh, and she she's been on the show a lot but um we were at her friend's who was black and I'm only I'm only stating their race because um, I, I told my wife and I told her in this like very positive way and it came off kind of corny but I was like I feel really lucky that I met someone outside of my race because I, I know the Mexican aspect of life and I know the white side of my my aspect of life but hmm. And like I, I have black friends and stuff like that but but like to be really embedded into a culture I, I told her I was like 
I told both of them, I was like, I feel really lucky to be able to see that, that as well, you know, like to see black culture in the way that I get to see. And you're making a face. And no, because <laughs> I was going to say it's an interesting way to put it when someone feels good about being emerged into our culture versus people that so heavily judge it from the outside looking mm -hmm. in and they don't know yeah they don't know that we're all the same they don't know that some of the struggles that are jokes and are laughed about it's like it's a real it's a real thing so to to hear that no it's, it's not even a face it's like you never hear that angle well you never hear from that they, you know so they heard that come out of my mouth so they took it wrong no they didn't take it wrong but they looked at each other they gave they, each other the look yep, <laughs> they gave yep. each other the, what is he talking about yeah, and, and then they just started laughing and they were like we get what you're saying but it comes off it just comes off weird and i i, I I probably was a little off-putting, and like I, I feel uncomfortable. I absolutely get what you. I absolutely get what you. But I do feel lucky because like um, I get so emotional about stuff when it comes to this. Because first of all, my mom has a history of of like marching with Cesar Chavez, so that's okay. in my blood already. But um, but also, I have a son who has to grow up in this world. Yeah. I'm starting to get emotional right no, now. Sorry. You're, no, because um, you're right. So I am invested, you know. You are invested <laughs> and your family is invested. So you are invested. it was uh it was it, it was just one of those one of those moments and I think that's why that song resonates with me so much because it's like it's true and it's not like I'm not trying to say like every guy go out there and find you know, you don't have to marry outside your race just to find out things. But right. you can you can embed yourself in certain cultures and, and find out more instead of just sitting back and being like, oh, she must be a stripper, you know, because that's exactly. for your first, you know. They don't wonder if she ain't a stripper or, you know what I'm saying, like different different places where you are always involved with different mm -hmm. cultures. That is, yeah. The strip club is one of those places where you are involved with so many people of color. Okay, but no, that's not that person. No. But I was even just referring to figure. Like, oh, no, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they're no, they're not a stripper. But no, they don't have the perfect body mm -hmm. as what you think of a typical a stripper has yeah. a perfect body. I see what you're you saying. You know, a black queen is so many other things than that, but um, it's powerful. It's powerful. So you're going to feel that forever because mm. your baby's going to feel that forever. Mm -hmm. So you'll be fighting for him. He's going to, you know, it could potentially get rough. It oh, could sure. not get rough, but he, he, he's going to know both. Yeah, and for sure. And, and it's, it's uh, so that that's, that's sort of how I personally connect to that song and the video. And, and it's just a... Uh, yeah, it's just very powerful, and that's really what drew me to want to talk to you because it's like I was like, wait, I was like, Girl. I was like, he's got to be kidding. I was like, are you serious? And I forgot, and I did, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I was supposed to say something a long time ago. I was like, is he serious? I was like, I don't know if he's serious <laughs> or not. Per um, se. And, and then when you were talking about like you know certain jokes within a culture, mm. when we were talking about the rain, because I married into another race like mm -hmm. i i knew exactly it was like hair wet bad hair wet it's bad y'all know that hair so, wet is and bad. i didn't want to say anything but i so i'm glad you kind of brought that back yeah um have you ever saw this is us i have i now okay so i'm not that far i'm in uh -huh. the first season okay, okay. i'm in the first season so right. i do okay i'm in the first season so, which he's the only child in that family mm -hmm. there he has two siblings who are caucasian siblings right. and then there's one um sibling who is african-american race so i'm familiar yeah. with like but i see i didn't get to the differences too much of like the different that was see i'm in the first season like maybe episode five oh yeah no 
seven well, it's, times. It kind of, okay, so like, you know, the actor guy, Kevin, I think his name is. Yes, is that, that's which brother that, is that? That's, that's, that's the, the brother. That's the brother of, I can't. I don't even know his name yeah, is, I mean, but yeah. okay, all right, <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> My wife really loves the show, and I watch it with her, and I'm invested, but like, I mean, it's cool, I get, you know, like, I really, I like it, but it, it just, for me, it kind of gets a little too... Um, not over the top, but like they just put a lot of filler episodes in there. Yeah, I think that's where them. I got lost. That's why I got lost. I'm like, <laughs> okay, what is happening? Just be like talking about like characters that you haven't even really been that invested in. They're just like, here's their backstory. Like I don't care about their backstory. It was too many backstories. You're right. It's like what's happening in the <laughs> present time. It's, it's a good show, but so there's this scene in the latest season where. Um, the actor Kevin is dating uh, a black girl, mm. and she uh, and and she was like, they're driving somewhere, they're traveling somewhere, and she's like, oh damn, I forgot my silk pillowcase. And he's like, oh, you can't lay on cotton, you need silk. <laughs> a silk pillowcase is very important. <laughs> and, then, and then so like they don't address it, and she just sort of gives him like, and then she's like, oh, all right, so she just sort of lets it go, and then and then they address it later on. And then, but it's funny, it's funny, and and this is part of me uh, being appreciative of knowing another culture in the way I do, because I got that joke, and I thought it would, I thought it was funny, because they kind of put it off as a joke, kind of, like this really underlying, it's like, like, but no, it's serious, only only people who know, or can resonate with what they were talking about, exactly, and and her reaction, and being it, to react to her reaction, was the joke. Was she's the just comical like, part. Okay. Like, uh, and, yeah. So. A cotton pillowcase? Are you serious? Okay. It's either a cotton pillowcase and a silk scarf, or you could do a silk pillowcase with night. Yeah, know, right. So, so the whole point was is that <laughs> black, black hair needs to stay moist, and cotton or other than silk dries it up. So, it will absolutely dry it so up. So that was the joke. And then they kind of go back to it and when she's having a conversation with someone else. But, like, but like in that moment, because they don't address it. They just sort of, like, go right past it. Go right it. over it. And I, and I thought, well, that's clever. I like kind of how they did that. And then they kind of brought it back and made a bigger point out of it. But, but For people that didn't understand it, because everybody might not no, have. No, yeah, because, like, it's like, why? Why did she make that face at him? <laughs> Everybody doesn't get it. <laughs> Everybody won't get it. And it's something right. to be explained about. Um, like the students that I teach, they are, of, I have a, a, a super diverse classroom mm-hmm. this year. So my hair changes every single week. So I have to get them very aware that change is going to happen. They mm-hmm. don't like change necessarily that much. They're like, is that a wig? Is that this? I said, yes, it is. And it's my business. And I'm like, why are you asking me my business? Yeah. You probably don't want to do that. Right. So a lot of things that they are hearing in my classroom, I'm setting them up for the real world. You might not want to ask somebody that because not only is it rude, but you don't want to go in public with this mindset. But if you think it's that, how about you pull me to the side? Yeah. I said, okay, that's just in, um, proper etiquette mm-hmm. for how to, how to handle yourself when you're talking to people. Yeah. Or they're like, is that, dang, that's, that can't be a real hair. It could be. It <laughs> could, why can't it? Is it because I'm black? So I'll pull that all the time with them yeah. and then they'll t- they turn to red and yeah. they're like, oh my God, no, I wasn't trying to say, I'm like, why is it because I'm black? It gotta be because I'm black. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, just to, so they can feel that. So I, you need to feel what that feels like, okay? I said, mm-hmm. that's like me saying that you're smart and that's because of this, only yeah. this, only yeah. because of a certain thing right. or that. So it's just getting them aware early. That's so great. If they have access, I think if, if your kids have access to so many different um, races, so many different lifestyles, you yeah. know, it makes of a worldly child. It yeah, makes them a worldly right. child and it makes them not be so judgmental of a person. We, oh, we know too oh, many assholes yeah. that 
that only knew this. Mm -hmm. They only knew what their mother and father taught them. They yeah. weren't exposed to so much. So exposing them early, I think, is super, super helpful. It's so important. And, and I can't say that your child, won't, you know, child can't be an asshole still because they <laughs> right. choose to be one. But, right. you know, it, I think it, it helps for them to see so, so, much, so many different things. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, 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 you know, like, just simple things like, hey, don't put your hands in my hair, bro. I have a sign on my wall that says, don't, we'll have a wall of quotes, and one of them is to not touch my hair. I had a student last year that I had to kind of duck and weave, and I said, are you, are you freaking kidding? Are you kidding me? I've had adults within the professional mm. realm try to or ask to touch my hair. And I'm like, okay, you just don't do that. Yeah. You don't do that. And yeah. the worst part is you can't reciprocate that. Me personally, I'm not going to ask to touch your hair because I don't want to. I don't want to touch your hair. Hey, can I touch your stringy, greasy hair, please? I really want to see what's It's just fun. all of how. So I always say, well, how would you feel if I touched your child's hair? Yeah. And say, is it okay if I touch your daughter's hair or your son's hair? Yeah. It, would, it would be an immediate, okay, why would you touch my child? Okay, yeah, you want to touch me? I'm somebody's child, too, no matter how yeah. it looks in appearance. I don't know why that's, I don't, that's a thing. That's definitely a thing. Well, it's not a fucking petting zoo. It's fucking, I'm not a fucking petting yeah, zoo. Thank yeah. you. You're, fucking, you're a human being. Jesus exactly. Yeah, it, it's, no, so my, to me, right, it takes the whole, it dehumanizes me as a person. Exactly. It's like, you think that that's, I get it, though. Some people are just like, okay, so attracted to it visually that they want to touch. Yeah. I'm like, I get it, but that's not the proper thing to say. It's more say... Okay, you like how it looks. That I would yeah. appreciate that compliment right. versus you want to touch. I think they think maybe if you want to touch it, it, it is a compliment that they want to touch right, it. Right, right, right. Like, oh no, right. No. And then they're offended when you say no. Yeah, oh no, she's crazy. Oh why? <laughs> why not? Because you shouldn't. You like, can't. You shouldn't. You Becky, should not. Back not. up, okay? Um, th my my <laughs> wife and she worked in a corporate job, and she had a coworker come up behind her as she's working. And while she's sitting down, is a is a woman, and just put their hands. Who in did her this hair. to your wife? A, uh, a coworker, uh, actually a subordinate, because she was corporate level, and this was to her. your wife. They did yeah, this to yeah. your wife, and yes. she has a whole lot of hair. Too. She does, she does, and, and, and they like like a massage. And she's and a she's nice, like, and she's well, a nice person. She is nice, but she can definitely flip she, Now yeah. that I, I don't know, how did that go? Her. Um, well, the, the girl was educated that day, and, <laughs> like and she was, like, really, like, she was upset, it upset her, you know, but, but who cares, that's probably necessary, that, but she's gonna remember that moment, right, like, that feeling, she's never gonna want to feel that way again, so maybe she won't go around just touching people's fucking heads. The person, oh, you're saying, like, she felt, did she, yeah, the girl, you know, the girl who she felt some way afterwards. Yeah, she was just, like, you know, did she know her at all? Yeah, she did. It was a oh, subordinate. She, oh, okay, so, I got you. So she was, she's just like this girl that worked for my wife, and she just thought she'd come up and just be like, I just love your hair. And like, oh, pushing it too far. It's hard. Have and you ever she, played The Sims? I have, but that was a long time ago. Okay, like, you know, when The Sims, like, you can create them as husband and wife, but they don't yeah. like each other. It's like one of those fucking things. <laughs> like, they might not like you. Like, yes, we work together, but that doesn't mean I like you right. like that. Right. I like you like that. Yeah. I don't like you like that. And yeah. even, um, even, you know, like, like I'm not even allowed to touch her hair on, a, on one of the days that she did, you know, like, when she yeah. has it done. So... It's the thing. It's a comfort thing. Like, you got your friends, you got your family, your spouses, you know, you're yeah. okay with that type of stuff. Or your mom flicks your hair. Like, you know, you're okay with these type of things. It's not an unsafe thing right. for someone you don't know. It's just a safety issue 
any way that you look at it. Any freaking way. I would think anyone would be paranoid of by that, but you don't know people, so you can't just assume that everyone's okay with that. Some people aren't even okay with hugs. Yeah. You have to kind of ask permission to do those type of, of things or they're getting offended, yeah. you know, or shaking hands or like all kinds of shit. Some people are germaphobes. Like mm-hmm. they don't like that either. Yeah. And, and that's just part of the culture here in general. I think in America is like space, right? Like, like in like, I think like Japan or China, wherever there's like, like they're just like, they space don't is non-existent. Yeah. yeah they're just crowding through people. Italians are rude. They don't give a shit. They're just busting through people. But you come in America, like people expect a respect of space here. Exactly. And so, I mean, there, there is like there is like a sense of entitlement there, and like crossing boundaries there. There's like a whole lot of shit going on in that one action, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I feel like there's Google. Google is available for anybody who's curious, you know. What I mean? <laughs> YouTube, YouTube is available for YouTube. anybody who's curious. You can find anything that you want to know. Oh, Just I mean, type so it in bef- and you can see it. Before you start going massaging scalps, uh, scalps, uh, maybe Google it. Be like, Dana. you know, how did how does black hair feel? You know, like maybe start there. Google. It could be all lies. Whatever comes up, it right, could exactly. very well be all lies. It could but be, but like it, maybe that's a good place to start. I don't know, but it's. I'm it, starting to wonder it's, if it's a fetish. It's odd. It's very odd. Why do you want to know that bad? People want to know. People want to know. They want to know how long it takes, how long's the process. And then they want to say, damn, that's too long. Damn, that's a long ass time. You wasted all this time in your life. No, one day worth this much time. Yes, I did waste on doing my hair, but it's, I mean, I didn't feel like it was a waste. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's funny, though. Yeah. So many conversations to have about these things. It's so many. It can <laughs> yeah, go so deep. I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily trying to go into. No, they, this, it can go but, deep, deep though. But but you know, it's it's kind of hard to stay away from the subject when when Black Queen is the name of the song and the content of the song is is a lot about. There's so many stereotypes. It, it was about like kind of um, withstanding all the stereotypes. So everybody yeah. that was in the video was there for a certain reason okay none of us are famous as of yet but we are all doing something we all have jobs that are not stationary um the stationary job that you might typically think a nine to five Mm -hmm. so i wanted to i wanted everyone to see those types of people that you might not see every day yeah for sure that's what i loved about um did you read becoming uh michelle obama's book i'm on page one okay I have it for Christmas. I got I, it for Christmas, so I ain't really. Oh yeah, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool. I did. I, I just got done with it. Did you? You finished? I did. I did. How did finish. you like? I think it's gonna. I think it's going to be good. Me personally, I, what I've I read so far. I think that it was. I think she addresses these kind of things so gracefully, like race issues and stuff, where. Um, because she doesn't, she doesn't just sit there and pick it apart and be like. I was gonna well, say. But she, but she makes sure to like mention these things, you know, like like especially Michelle Obama, who is a lawyer and mm-hmm. was very successful before. Mm-hmm. Before, before she Bar- even got Barack. to this part, no, she, yeah. Yeah, and, and so like seeing that. Excuse me. I'm, oh no, you're fine. See, <laughs> Did you want some of this? No, okay, no, no, all right, no. just making sure. I, I, I can't do that because that will. Uh, okay. You will not like me if I do that. All right, I'm, getting, I'm about halfway through. Right? No, please care. enjoy. Uh, um, no, but it was like a very. Um, I think it was like, I think for anybody who is even curious, I think uh, about another culture, especially black culture, 
I think that's a good book to start. And even though it's her, it's her life, mm-hmm. the, the spectrum of subject that she addresses in it is, is, is huge. And I mean, I just, I just, I just loved how she did. And, and I know I just sound like a, I know, I, I know I sound like a corny white guy. I don't care though, but like, <laughs> um, it, but like it really taught me more about my wife's experience as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I don't know. Like, it's hard to spell it. It's hard to spell out every experience. So to read it in that aspect, right. she was at the highest level of, mm-hmm. of celebrity as far as, you know, the United States. I'm pretty sure she went through some hell, you Lots know, that she probably put in a very tasteful way Graceful, because that is only her, that is fun. only her character yeah. um, to do it that way. But there's, there's so many different things. So when we t- try to tap it into a song, you know, the song mm-hmm. can only be so long. Like the song is really long, actually. It is, it's yeah. about five minutes or so, you know, and some change and it still didn't feel like quite enough, yeah. but it was just enough to seep in, you well, know, some, import, some key points. You even address that point as well. It's like, I hope you're not, I hope I'm not repetitive or repeating myself yeah. i'm sorry if i'm misquoting your song but no. like you kind of address it it's like but i really need you to know this. yeah like i, was, I keep repeating myself but i got a lot to say it's so much to say um yeah. it's so much to say so that was an that was an additional part so when it was first written that wasn't there i'm like i feel like you know this is not over yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it was first written i'm pretty sure it wasn't in the correct format of a song and it still isn't and i don't give a fuck it's really not and like, who, who a, a, like a, you know proper format for a song but um it was just like some things just have to be said and it's yeah. okay to go off the script and i'm okay with going off the script too yeah, um, why not? so it's just like you you got to put it out there for what it's worth i'm like if i'm go this far well then here's everything that i can possibly tie in here um when you were uh when you were like shooting the, the video and 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 when you were seeing it all come together did you did you foresee the kind of impact that people were like the response that people I mean like did you did you go into it trying to elicit those kind of responses no 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 nope. you just I had a goal I had a goal so I'm like I need to meet my goal this is exactly what I want this is how I want it to be so that was practically it so when I was like getting heartbroken over sites I couldn't use I'm like dang you know this is my whole vision I, I never knew how it was going to come together mm-hmm. so it was so important to mesh between the videographer making sure that we were on the same page um so that truly brought the vision more so to life that he was able to even capture the way that I wanted to um so it took a lot of direct a lot of directing I'm like how do I want the audience to view this um how do I want them to see us I, w- I don't want them to look at it from a judgy place but I want them to be more of an understanding yeah point of view. Everybody says, okay, look at her. Look at that girl right there. Okay, what is she doing? Okay, uh, look at the next one. Okay, what is... No, it's like a respect. It's like, I feel you. I I got you. I get you. I get where you're coming from. I understand. So as for the first visual for me as an artist, I wanted them to see where I'm coming from. This is all that I know. So this, I'm not going to give you nothing but real. I mean, that was really like the selling point there. I'm not going to give you nothing but real. Like, I can't give you a false me. It's just not going to be genuine. It's not going to feel right. Yeah. And, and, and an audience is going to be the quickest person to tell that that shit is not tasting good. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it don't taste right. They're going to be the first ones to tell you. And then, and or, you know, I have people in my corner that's like, what the fuck? Would you? you know, like, what are you doing? Like, so I, I can't be any anything other than myself. So that's really what I wanted to sell was a genuine picture of, of me. And I had a lot of fun directing. That was my first time 
I'm, I'm, now it's hard though, because it's like, okay, now if I do anything else, I'm, I'm overthinking. Because that, that felt so, so easy and so smooth. Now, like looking at next, you know, the next song that I want to shoot um, a visual for, it's like so, 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 so hard, because you want to do something better than the rest, but you still want to have a relaxed approach to it. Yeah. So it makes it, makes it um, it's, it's fun. It's fun to compete with yourself. <laughs> Absolutely, because like you're the only one that really holds you back. That's literally it. It's mm -hmm. like you're competing with yourself. So it's like, maybe I don't want it to be better, but I want it to be in the same lane. Um, I want it to be in the same lane. I want it to still have a good feel to it. Yeah, yeah. No, so what, what's sort of like, what's sort of like the concept you're building for your next, or is that a surprise? I don't, I don't want to ruin any surprise. Kind of. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out exactly what song um, do I want. I've been listening to what people have admired from. There's a couple of different favorites. Like a lot of people like Crush. Okay. Um, Crush is, it's called Crush, uh -huh. but it's Crush on a Girl. A lot of people like that song, whether they are of the LGBT community or and or not. Um, a lot of people like um, was I don't give a damn, okay. IDGAD, which is kind of like a rock feel of a background, which oh. I like it too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Make me forget is like um, someone that you're with now, making you forget about everybody else that came before them. So there's so many different angles. So it's, it's kind of hard to figure out which one I, I want. Um, which one I want next? Yeah, yeah. What's my strongest selling point? So you're, you're point? still trying to figure out what you want to even do next. Kind of. Yeah, okay. Kind of. So I see that you I'm got, starting to map it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my brain is turning, but it's going to happen in one day. Whenever it happens, <laughs> it's just going to come. I feel it. It's going to come naturally. Well, did, uh, do you have sort of like a con a visual concept? I mean, because I see that the wheels are turning, you have oh, an idea. Oh yeah, they so are. So I, I just <laughs> I'm just curious if you have an idea that's even that you can even like. You know, putting the words in. No. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, fair enough. No, that because because that's the thing about art. It's like I feel like art is um, it's it's artist's way of communicating the things that there's not words for. It's so I think it's so important. Um, I, it takes me such a long time to mm -hmm. like put out music and feel comfortable with it that um, I'm not gonna put out bullshit. Yeah anymore like I was doing like fillers like I was doing covers I was doing little things here and there and I'm like if I'm gonna put things out that I'm gonna put real money behind like there's mm. money behind these things there's yeah. thought there's time um there's energy behind these things I wanted to be something solid and I want to be something that I believe in so I'm like I'm not rushing I had no time frame for that the EP came out my asshole like it <laughs> fell from this it fell from the sky they were they were old songs some of them um I recorded like maybe a month or so before because I'm like, this is something I really want to do and I really want to get it done. Mm -hmm. I said, I feel like I've been sitting on it for so long. I want to put music out there. Um, uh, I want to put music out there that I feel confident behind. Mm -hmm. So the next visual, I know that I just want it to be in that same lane. I want it to be super artsy. Um, I want it to be a different approach, um, give people a different outlook, um, a different outlook on life. So that's, that's my whole... My whole thing. What, what did you learn about directing that maybe you would change the next approach? Probably like <laughs> I could use more assistance. My brother-in-law was on set. Um, Marcus Liddell, he's also a musical artist too. Oh, he was also on set. Um, he helped that day. He helped on site when I had all of the queens on site. Um, but when I like went farther in the day, I didn't have much help. I would probably get more assistance. Uh, I was, it was a lot of running around. I was super tired because not only directing things, mm -hmm. um, that was my first, my very first one. 
I think I would get things written out a lot more so that everybody else can have the script as well. Because it was like literally me. I know what's going on. Right. Here it is on paper. It's just me and the director. I know what's going on. I know what's next. So a little bit more order, especially if I was to involve so many people. Yeah. But I know the next one, I know I won't involve that many people. I wish I could do this all the time, you right. know what I'm saying, to um, have such a large shoot. But I wouldn't involve. Um, I know the next one, I won't have as many people. But just to be a little bit more clear. Um, a little bit more clear, like on set. It, it was cool, okay. though. I, I can't say that it wasn't a bad first time for did that. You, did you feel, at all? Did you feel stress at all in the process, or was that it weather was stressing stress, me the fuck out? Yeah. That was literally the only thing that, that was stressing that me. That does out. suck because it's like you invest all this money into this day. Weather and time. So yeah. it was like time was a factor. Yeah. So it wanted time to be on your side, but otherwise it wasn't. It was like. It was written out clearly. I can say that the whole entire um, day was written out in stone. So. You're a planner. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely a planner. <laughs> I have like, to have it written down or I will forget it. <laughs> and if it's not on paper or if it's not you know, somewhere written in stone, I will absolutely forget it. So definitely planning is important. Planning is key. It's right key. Um, I'm going to kind of switch gears on you for mm -hmm. just, just a second here because I'm interested in it because I don't know anything about dance really because I, I don't really... Do much of that, I, I kind of just do the side one to two. Side hey, thing. I know wrong with the one. I know wrong with one two. It's like, hey, you know, I've been hitting one two for seven years. You think you've been doing that one? This is, this is all I got. You've been hitting with the shoulders for seven yeah, years. Yeah, so you know, and and, and uh, my wife demands that I dance with her when we go places. So I had I had to get over myself and like go out there with her. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it, it was a good thing. It was a great thing for me to break that uncomfortable. I know I'm not a good dancer, but like that's not what it's about. It's about with a couple enjoying. drinks in your system and some good music, <laughs> you'll forget it all. And it doesn't matter because everybody's having a good time. You're doing so. spin moves. And shit. I just say as long as you feel good and there's some one other person possibly there to make you feel better, you'll be fine. There you go. And so I'm just curious is like how do you how do you um, where do you start when you with like choreography? So like for instance, there was uh, a little choreography in yeah. in uh, Black Queen. Where do you start? Like, where do you start? Lyrics. 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 I was, I'm absolutely a freestyle person. <laughs> I'm a freestyle person, so I would say that it starts from there. Like, I might hear a song and, like, just whatever comes, like, whatever uh -huh. comes when I first hear as far as movement-wise. Yeah. And then I'll take it back and formulate real moves Ooh. to it, real movement to it. So I might be like, okay, I like this particular thing that I did. Okay, the rest of this was a mess because right. it just was super thrown together, but I want to take that. Right. So it definitely starts at freestyle. Um, some of it is lyric, lyric, lyrically. Um, I'm paying attention to the artist. I have to like your song. Yeah. Have to have to like your song, or I have to like the beats behind it um, to even get choreo to it. Because I have yeah. so many suggestions here and there, and I'm like, dang, it's hard to tell somebody that you know you're not super tied to um, to it lyrically and or feeling wise. So I have to feel. I have to feel it. Yeah. I have to have a feel for it. Okay, so 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 you have to feel the song, and then you just sort of do like a freestyle. And thing. then I count later. I definitely oh, hate okay. counts. <laughs> I hate counts. I'll count later. So like, it, it's super helpful for a lot of dancers, especially that have come from a very structured background. They mm -hmm. want counts. So I'm like, damn. When I go and I make the routine, I have to go back and then count it out, just so that I make sure that it's there for someone who absolutely needs it. And it help. It's super helpful for dancers who might also be beginners to put a number to apply a number to a movement. Mm -hmm. It'll make it a lot more smooth for yeah. for them too. So. I have to be almost every kind of dancer in the aspect of being myself. Right, right, um, You right. have to think from all all different angles of it, but it it just comes. I have no clue how it comes. <laughs> I watch. I watch a lot. Um, I lot. I watch a lot. I take in a lot of. Um, 
choreography, I feel like, just to, just to learn and figure out what my style is mm -hmm. and get a feel for it. But home was hip hop. Home was definitely hip hop. Heels came as an adult. So when I was like tired of dancing um, after college and I was like, oh, okay, I want to get back into dancing again, that's where Skills and Heels came from. Okay. So yeah, so is it was it, just me revamping. My wife is still like, I gotta get a pair of heels. I'm so sorry. She has to get a pair of heels. Oh, she's yes. like, I gotta get a pair of heels. She I does or she doesn't. If she doesn't want to, she doesn't have to. I always say it's preferred, it's not mandatory. Well, she just wants to do it. But it gives big. the whole feel, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And then she can bring it home. So, yeah, she gets the heat, you know, she can, bring. she can bring home. That's always, I always say, make sure you take this home, you know, oh. guys. Do this at home. God bless you. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Know, I feel like you guys should pay me. <laughs> pay me a little bit more. A little bit more. No, but seriously, I always say, like, take it. Take it home. Take it home. Make yeah, sure you take it home. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, um, I've been doing this new thing. Um, that and I'm not checking my emails. I'm I'm getting out the question. Okay. No, you so can. so um so I don't mess it up because it's new and I've been trying to. Uh... Okay, so I, I preface it. Um, this is a question that uh, I forgot his fucking name. Anyways, he wrote this book called The Game. He's a uh, his name is Neil Strauss. Uh, he's a he's a writer for Rolling Stones. He wrote a book with Marilyn Manson and uh, Motley oh. Crue and. So he's a journalist, but then he also got embedded into a pickup artist cult, kind of. And this is kind of one of those questions that he would um, ask a girl he was trying to hook up with. And so I've co-opted it, and it, I'm not trying to hook up with you, but <laughs> I, I mean, I think I would be knocking on the wrong door anyways. But knocking on the wrong door. It's okay. I'm but, married. But... Um, but it, I, I, I liked it, and he also uses it. Um, so he's interviewed, like, Britney Spears and Courtney Love, and these people are notoriously hard interviews because they're very guarded. Yeah. And, and so he would use these kind of questions. And I know I'm building this up, and you're just like, what is he even going to ask me? So it's not right, that I'm bad. Like, what is it? I'm like, um, what's the question? <laughs> but, but he was able to crack, like, some really hard eggs with, uh, with, the, with just some of this. So this is just one of the questions. It's three-parter, and it's okay. nothing too weird. And... We'll learn a little bit about you, and you'll learn a little about yourself. Okay. So, if you had to choose one quality that made life worth living, what would it be? And this could be tangible, intangible. If I could choose one quality that would make life worth living. Yes. A quality as in... Um, like, um, like um, I don't know... Um, like I, I just like as in like like, like love yeah, like yeah, yeah so like uh so like I couldn't like I I, I can't live without this, this I can't live without you know um somebody saying good job or I can't live without without love or I can't you know like just a quality just a it could be any kind of thing and, and it could be in it can be in uh, uh in uh tangible as well so like I can't live without my iPhone you know so like. Okay. Whatever it a quality, is, a quality you can't live without. That, that makes life worth living. Mm, quality that makes life. That's a good question. That's what I thought. And, and you're gonna really like the result. I would say, I would say that it would be love. I would love. say that it would be because you can't function. I don't think that you can function alone. I don't think that. So, at all. I absolutely agree with you. People need people. People and, need people. When people want to send their kids to homeschool, I think that's the worst decision ever. Because oh, really? your kids need to be exposed to other 
others, no matter if it's, it's a good influence or a bad influence, but they need to be exposed to mm -hmm. others. I know that there are plenty of people, and I've uh, run into people and met people who are um, product of home instruction, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, that's cool, that's cool, but it's learning everything brand new at that point. You know, yeah. at some point you're gonna learn everything and it's gonna smack you in the fucking face because you <laughs> have not been exposed to it before. Yeah. Um, so I think that, Love, love is absolutely day one. Whether it's a love in the soulmate, whether it's love in your family, or love for something, mm -hmm. a love for an item, something that's tangible or non-tangible, I think that um, it's necessary. It's necessary. It makes the world a happier place, mm -hmm. way happier. <laughs> I agree, I agree. Um, so if you had more love in your life, let's say like you had the love that was fulfilling and like it gave you the empathy, for other people, and it gave you, you know, like it, it fulfilled you in what, uh, in the ways that you are seeking in life. Mm -hmm. So, if you had the love that, that like the okay. full amount, what kinds of things would that allow you to do? More love might, um, for me, as far as musically, more love would expose me to more people. Mm -hmm. um, having more love would expose me to different people that are possibly in positions to change, to, to change or alter my career, I think. Mm -hmm. So in that aspect, it's like, it's very helpful, mm -hmm. the more love. You can be as talented as you wanna be, and it's only you and your mother that think that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, more love, or okay, you tell her friends. Okay, she tells her friends, her friends tell more people, or you tell more people. That type of love can be, uh, it could be a jump start yeah. to a career. It could be a jump start to a tax bracket shit. <laughs> like, seriously, it really could. Like, love makes shit happen. <laughs> if you really think of it, like, people loving you or having a love for you, okay? A share is love. Mm -hmm. Loving a post is love. A share is really, is real love because you want people yeah. who are your friends to see this person. So I always am, like, so appreciative of the shares that I get um, online. I always try to make sure I say something or at least love the post if I can't comment underneath it just to let them know like I appreciate that shit like that is real love like that's the only way it's gonna work you know some somewhat the only way it's gonna work which yeah you can do your own leg up energy but it's it's helpful okay. it, it's so helpful yeah I'm sorry if I have a booger hanging out my nose please tell I will me. tell you please okay tell I me. promise I'll tell you <laughs> I'm sorry I don't usually put that on my guests but <laughs> I promise I promise I'll tell you I'm sorry. I ain't gonna leave you out here <laughs> we just mid interview I promise I will not, I will thank, not. thank you thank you um, we're just gonna be like what was happening at that portion that segment in this weird he invited you all the way out to Perrysburg talk about boogers uh, okay it's okay okay so let's say you have all the love you want and it gives you that career it jump starts you to a new tax bracket and <laughs> and 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 you know you have the shares and you have the followers and you have the the, the love that you're looking at and it's fulfilling and, and it's giving you everything you want and you're able to give the people in your life your 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 family whatever the things that you want to make them comfortable what what is that feeling that that thought gives you that's an empowering feeling. Empowering. That's a very um, empowering. powerful feeling. Um, oh, it's powerful, not empowered. It's both. It's both. Um, I would say 
the shit is a goal. It's reaching goals and not the not just it. I would say it would just continue to further. I'm, I'm just you, I, mm-hmm. I get that, but I'm saying like, what is that feel? Like, what does it feel? What Feeling is for the, me the, emotionally? Yeah, like just that raw, illicit. Like, what is it? Like the thought of having all that fulfilled love and the the tax brackets and all that. What is that? Just that raw feeling. It would be amazing. I'll probably learn how to do a backflip at that time. No, I mean it's it. It's ha- it will be happiness. It, happiness. More happiness. You know, on top of it, because I'm like, I'm okay with where I'm at right now. But there's so much high. You can get higher. Yeah. You can always go, you know, higher and higher. So I would say um, it would be like a close to a fulfillment. I can't say that there's ever a complete fulfillment, because no matter if you have everything, it's not enough. Right. It's never enough. So I can't say that it's the ultimate fulfillment, but it will just get you closer. Because even having that much, it will be more. It could be more than that. So a happy fulfillment. Yes. But but the raw feeling is just happy. Mm, that your hard work paid off. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is called a core value test, and it, core value. Cal, core value. It's actually oh, okay. a uh, psychological test. I feel as if it is. Okay, and I'm not trying to like <laughs> no, 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 do you're all fine. that, but I just think it's interesting. It tells the audience a little bit more about who you are, and then so like it is interesting. So so basically, your core values is, is happiness and and uh, and fulfillment. You. You, your core value is just being fulfilled with happiness. And that's why is- I'm broke now, because I want to be happy <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> right? No, seriously, no. Like, if you really think of it, and, I, and that's why I move the way that I move, because it's, it's all on out. I tell my friends, like, my passion, I'm like, my passions almost have no money involved, mm-hmm. like, no set in stone. Yeah. You know, money, like you really, you have to work, you have to work hard. And I'm like, I've always been a hard worker, but I always say like, you know, I come from a poor man's past, like you got to work, you got to work to get it. It's not going to get handed to you. There's no way. I, one phrase I picked up from becoming is like, it's a common saying in the black community, you got to work twice as hard to get, um, was it half as far as that? I'm Shit, sorry. I don't know. I don't use, but, what, it, but I've heard it before. That was becoming. Okay? I've heard I'm it like, before. I'm no, not I've just making stuff up. I'm no, right. I've heard it before. I'm like, I don't use it, but I've heard it before. Well, yeah. But I feel like you, you just have to work har- harder in, in general. In general. Yeah. In general, because you're not even competing, not necessarily with the, you're competing with the whole world, so yeah. not even just another population, your own in the same field. There's so many people who do mm. the same things. Just think musicians-wise, there's so many musicians who do the same thing, so you're possibly competing for gigs or competing mm-hmm. for a spot, you yeah. know, within um, a band, so it's just, it's constant. It's so constant. your core value is happiness and fulfillment. Was there ever a time in your life where you didn't feel happy or fulfilled that like you can recall that's that sticks out to you? I mean, I'm just curious. Not really. Not really? Not truly. You've always stayed in a very positive life. I've always stayed in a pretty positive life because you have to. You have to. You have to. Yeah. No way around it. For sure. Yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that. Um, That wasn't my path, but... (laughs) (laughs) You have to. I think I've always been the cheerleader of the room. So I've always been like the teacher. I've always been like the... Not necessarily like the best mom in the the room, but I've always been the teacher. So I'm like, you got to be strong. You got to... Do you have siblings? I do. I'm the the oldest. So I'm the oldest. Yeah, there we go. I got you. You were the role model. Mm, I guess so. I guess. (laughs) I try. My wife's the same way. Same way? She's like... The beacon of light in my dark little cloudy yeah, room. Yeah, you can't and mislead nobody, especially not even in your in your household. So that's <laughs> it starts from there. So it starts very early out. We're all four years apart, me and my sisters. Mm-hmm. So I'm the oldest. My little sister is eight years. We're eight years apart. So I'm like, I, I'm oh, technically her second mom. Oh, you know, in yeah. in terms of speaking. So it's like you got people that are looking up to you. You don't want to mm-hmm. lead anyone astray. So you gotta be you gotta be strong. Gotta be you gotta strong. be tough. 
Yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Hmm. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Um, As I think. I just thought of it the other day and I forgot. I, I sometimes I wonder if I should be, be, uh, if I should be smoking weed because, because oh. it just affects my short term <laughs> all the time. Um, I, I just had it the other day. Come on. But um, I'll think of it. If, yeah, I mean, if we can pass and we can come back to that. I'm if trying it's to not think. Good. I mean, um, do what you do what you love. Do what you love at all times. Do you remember who told you that? I don't. That's just <laughs> do what you love. Do what you love at all times. Yeah. And yeah. it's something that was written, and I can't remember where it was written to, but do what you love at all times. And I will always do that. <laughs> Seriously, I will always do what I love at all times. Have you have you ever been in a point where you're like, I don't know, like you just maybe the social pressures kind of just led you into something that you weren't really that not comfortable with but like not uncomfortable but it led you into a place where you're just like ah this is not what I want and like have you ever had those moments where you're just like I just I, I gotta get out of here I guess I fought I fought and toyed with you know with so many things if it comes down to even image like how you look as a person like mm-hmm. um, definitely so you hear the whole big chop thing you're like you're tired of looking a certain way you're just ready to <laughs> cut chop chop it all off and you know and start fresh and start new so I've been in so many different um, instances I feel like that I just wanted a fresh start mm-hmm. and to start new so like you feel like you're taking control of your life again like just yeah. taking taking yeah taking control so so one's you know, when's the last time that you felt like you had to, like, take control, take the control back, I guess? I probably was in college. Probably was in college. And I'm like, okay, I need to be back back on top, back doing the things that I, um, I love and that are important. To, or maybe when I graduated from college, back doing the things that were important to me. Like, I feel like I was getting super lost. And that could have even been stress from school. Yeah. Stress from school and or um, previous relationships. Like, you just want to be focused on you and 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 you want things just to come to you, and they will absolutely come to you. When you're in a good space, good things will come to you. They mm. will come. Yeah. It's like yeah. almost drawn to you, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, you're absolutely right. It's like, the one thing that I've learned from my wife is just yeah. like being positive, because I, I am very prone to negativity. Um, I think, you know, like, I feel like it kind of breeds in this area. I don't know yeah. if you feel that too, but there is kind of a, not that there's ne- everybody's negative here or something, but there is sort of this like. You said here, like in this area, like in, in, in Toledo, area, in the area yeah, of Toledo. Yeah, yeah. yeah Compared yeah. to no, you said Sacramento. Are you Sacramento? Uh, San Diego. San Diego. So all the way south of California, Southern do California. Do you feel the difference being in San Diego versus I Toledo? I do. What's the largest difference that you feel? Um. It, huh. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm taking. Over. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I appreciate it because. No, seriously, because, because it's so real, and I and I want it's people that are watching that we feel that. Um, there's a cloud that hangs over Toledo, and mm-hmm. whether we would like to believe it or not, because I always say like Toledo is such a profitable place where you can change the mood. You mm-hmm. can tip, you can change the mood. You and your circle can yeah. change the mood. If this if the whole room is shitting or doing whatever hell they're doing, you know, you and your group of friends, you can figure out you know a goal and you can you know whatever change the entire headspace of it. But it's up to you to want to do that. Yeah, totally. And and Here. It, that was like the biggest thing about Toledo before I left was like 
you hear from the people who are positive, it's like, you got to make your good time, man. Like, you're not going to have just a good time. Here, right? Yeah, yeah. Here. you have to make your good Yeah, We all and, and I get that now. And as a 19, 18, 19-year-old, you're just like, yeah, whatever. I'm out of here, bro. Right. <laughs> I'm out. And that's what I did. I was like, fuck this. Um, <laughs> abandoned ship. But um, the, biggest, the biggest thing and, um, is how openly... Um, offensive people are here. Openly um, offensive. Like, That's a true. That is true. So true. Uh, in San Diego, it's kind of disguised, and I guess people call it microaggressions, but it's kind of disguised in those little offhanded things. And maybe not even disguised because some people just don't even realize that they're just blah blah. They're just mouth garbaging things. Like yeah. you're very beautiful for a black woman, you know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, here, they're just like n bombs. Oh, saying the yeah. F word, not, and I'm not talking about fuck. Yeah. And, and, and like, I was just like, oh my God. Like, I took my son to a, a, a four year old's birthday party. I walk in and they have. Okay, so they have this shelf. It's like a filter. I think it's the whole idea of the no filter. Yes. And I don't know if it's in this generation and in this time, and I don't know if it's happening everywhere. Like, that's one place you said San Diego that it's happening, but I feel like even in the younger generation, it's the whole idea of no filter. Mm -hmm. So when you say what's on your mind, it's like cool points or grounding points for saying what's on your mind, but in the reality of being an adult, this shit is quite offensive. It can be quite offensive. So when they're learning this, and they're teaching each other these things like mm -hmm. it's okay amongst their people, Years, they're going out in the world and they're doing this shit. So yeah. it's, it's like I can't even, I never ever want to and solely blame it on someone's parenting because you just never know. Like there's probably more influence within a school day than there ever is in your household. Your kid that's a perfect angel at home might be, you know, the complete opposite. And I'm sorry to scare parents like that, but I'm like, when they're hearing these things out of my mouth and they're looking at their son like, how dare you do? And I'm like, no, they do this shit every day. <laughs> they, they, but it's almost a fit in. It's so many pressures. Mm -hmm. It starts at a way, way young age. For so sure. by the time they get that old, I don't know what it is about the Midwest. Or I don't know if it's just here in the city of Toledo, but I think all over it's just starting to get um, casually being said. Just so mm -hmm. many offensive offenses are being said a lot. I feel like we're detracting and we're going backwards, retracting mm -hmm. and we're going backwards. So, so uh, Ohio's a red state. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, mm -hmm. They voted. They Ohio made their voices heard and they picked. That person who is the president now. I'm not yeah. even gonna fucking mention his name. Yeah, um, it's okay. Yeah, um, we don't got to. But number one, I feel like that's giving people just license to just be like, whatever. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. Because you follow who your leader is. Exactly. Oh shit, my phone probably died. Oh. It did. Um, I'm not sure how much time you got. We can wrap up if you if you gotta go. Um, I just wanna Oh, okay. Um, I just wanted to plug my phone in. Oh, yeah. There's a Damn. plug over here if you have a thing. Um, it was actually New Year's, and it was... I went shooting for the first time, and um, if you're familiar with, with white guys with guns, they tend to be... Uh, <laughs> they tend to fall into a certain group, a category of, of, of white man. And so we're at the shooting range, and uh, I, I just wanted to shoot a gun, and the guy I went with is... Staunch liberal, um, and and we're hearing these guys be like these fucking Mexicans. Let me tell you, I mean, you should take that five billion dollars up on the wall and build it high. You know, just the whole yeah. thing. And we're just sitting there like, geez. And then that same day, I'm at Kroger's, and this okay, and 
and the deli girl was, I was at the deli just getting turkey, and a black gentleman comes up and gets stuff, and the girl behind the, the counter says, and this is how she opened, I don't want to sound racist, and anytime uh, you hear usually, that coming yeah, out of this place, you know, the racist <laughs> statement is coming, brace yourself. Uh, and Here it's not comes funny. The racism. It's yeah. not funny at all, but it's, like it's crazy. It, it's 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 insane. And she said, "This is the one I was telling you about." She talked to her coworker. This is the one I was telling you about who who is actually respectful, unlike the rest of them. I Shit. was like dumbfounded. Yeah. I like looked up and then I looked right at him, and he just like. And, and that's why. And that's like, the thing. And the worst part about it is to recognize the racism. Yeah. It's like also feeling like stereotypical like oh he's reacting like a black man or he's reacting like you know this and this and that it's like no it's a respect thing at the end of the day no matter what my color is i'm a human being i was and you don't speak around me like me saying and this is the white girl that that uh you know you don't speak you just don't speak around me or speak in color i don't speak in color i speak yeah, english yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. we speak good english <laughs> we speak english good okay we speak english real good okay over here that's literally like that's the truth it was just like, and so I think for me that was the biggest difference is that there was, California is a different world. It's super liberal and, I, and I'm grateful for that and that's great, you know. Huge like, color divide in the Midwest. There's a huge color divide, and, and, but don't get me wrong. Everywhere. It's not like, yeah, it's not like San Diego was, I mean, there was huge disparity and, and then we're talking about, um, there's so many Mexicans there too, so it's like, so, so like, most of the city is Mexicans and and and, and whites and and blacks and Asians. It's a huge thing, but like there is a big separation. Like the neighborhoods, just like anywhere else, the, right. there's a separation, and and you see it. And and like I said, it might the the racism is just a different different tone out there. You know, it's not it's so. It's a blatant, different tone, yeah. But people, I feel like, and, and this sounds super fucking elitist. I just feel like people maybe are a little bit more self-aware about what's coming out of their mouth a little bit. I think so. Not a lot. And I'm not trying to, and that sounds like left coast elitist shit, but, uh, but I, I, I feel like I'm shitting on the city and I'm not. I'm just saying that there are, it feels like there, it's just a little bit more um, just out in the open here, like fuck it now. You know, like, like all those like, all those internal dialogues are all just coming external now. It's fucking crazy. I, I, I don't know. And, and like I said, I'm emotionally involved. I get emotionally fucked up about it because I have a son, and I know this is what he's growing up in now. And I live in Oregon. Oh. <laughs> and uh -huh. I was telling you about this birthday party I went to, and I'm looking up on their shelf, and they have this, this shelf dedicated to, like, old decorations. So there's an old license plate and an old-looking car, and then you come across this this old statue of a little black baby coming out of an opened up watermelon. Really? I'm just like, what the fuck is happening A black here? baby coming out of a watermelon. What the fucking hell, why? It's just a little statue and you could tell- Who has old. a statue like that? Oh, the, probably was given down, passed what, down or possibly. Yeah, exactly. Or um, found, who puts that in their home though? Who puts that in their home? And then I'm outside talking to the guys. We're all congregating in the garage, and they're just like, oh, let me tell you, those, you know what's happening to Cardinal Stritch. They're talking about Cardinal Stritch. It's like, yeah, all those people on welfare are coming in now. They're letting just anybody in. And, and then Code, 
welfare code. Like I, I'm hearing this. It's like you are fucking, and like people feel comfortable with talking to me about these kind of things because they have no, they have no clue. They have no clue, and and they see my son. He's not fucking. He doesn't. He's not the same color as me uh-uh. at all. And they're just not putting it together. And I might say shit like, wow. Like, don't you think that's kind of, you're just sort of marginalizing people and kind of being, you know, and just like, no, blah, blah, blah. And then that's where I check out because. You Like I said, you, you like, I defended it. This is the thing. It's like you can only stick your, your neck out so far. Um, but some people are ignorant. And you're not And it's just coming mind. to terms with their being ignorant. It's like, it's hard to even chime in sometimes because it's just like I'm just going to walk away because they don't get it and even if I say a word it it won't change it but it will make me feel better to just say that hey I did defend you know I defended I mean, I mean, what's I, right I from had, wrong? Not even to say, you know, is yeah. what's right from wrong. Like you should not say this shit about people. Right, and 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 I and I I understand why people want to walk away because I I just I'm just like I don't want to have conversations like that with people who are just like I know I'm not going to reach this person, and even if I do, yep. I don't care because I I I'm generally just turned off by their presence now, <laughs> and I just want to leave. And we ended up leaving pretty early, so. It was it was it was disconcerting. Also, there was a girl lady in there talking about how they just leave their gun safe open, and they're like, "Oh my God, the gun safe is open!" And they have two little children. I I'm just. You're like it's time to go. It's crazy, but but like I said, it, it's just there's just it's just a difference. I, it's turned from like south and north to like east and west almost because like I just. Yeah. Like the further east, even like you, you go into like the East Coast cities. There's fucked up shit going on in there too. You know, like Baltimore. I mean, for you know, like shit. Anyways, this is a lot happening. This is what's happening in the U.S. <laughs> it, it's insane, but like you know, all I can say is vote. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can change. Um, <laughs> you can change it. So kind of bring it back to music. Um, was there an album that um, an album that just sort of changed your mind, changed just your whole view on life, on how music is made? Was, was there there's just the defining album for you? I know this is a hard question. Um, and it could be multiple. It's probably albums. Frank Ocean, Lonnie Barella's. Am I saying it right? Frank Ocean? Uh-huh. Like the Lonnie. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Before that. Before Orange? Mm-hmm. Orange Lonnie. was the last one? or is that... Orange was the last one. Okay. No, Blonde was the last one. Blonde. Blonde. Um, Blonde. It was okay. called Lonnie. I can't pronounce it. If it's Borellas. That was what I was listening okay. to in college. Oh, wow. Is it? Yeah, what is it? Lonnie? Bor- Borellas. I think Borellas. it's Borellas. It is Borellas. I think Borellas. it's Borellas. Yeah, that shit. And um, I just really started reading up on him. So I was so inspired by the fact that he was a songwriter. That truly um, hones me in, you know, to another artist, because, or zones me into another artist because I'm like, I so respect the penmanship behind it. Um, like, it's cool, you know, if you sing really, really well, but I'm like, who's your songwriter? Like, I like this song so much. Who wrote the song or who did, you know, this and this and that. So that album probably for me uh, was really, really an eye opener. Um, just seeing where people could go, and he used like so many different metaphors. So I was like, on rap genius, like, what's going on? I'm like, what is he talking about? I'm like, I don't understand, you know, what's happening here. So, really, um, just picking through the lyrics. Mm. I love Erica Badu. Oh, 
um, her originality is is something that just I've always admired. Person. Yeah, something her I've Instagram always admired. Is so awesome. <laughs> I love Erica. Like between the two, those are my two my two favorite songwriters. Those are my oh, two nice. favorite songwriters. And Jasmine Sullivan is probably one of my favorite vocalists. Okay, I've yeah. Jasmine Sullivan. I should check it out. I'm, yes, you should. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> She's freaking awesome. Um, but there there are so many people I think that shape but that album that particular album yes cool and I love me some uh, 90s R&B I love <laughs> 90s R&B I oh, love yeah. 90s R&B flavor it's a different type of feel that we don't have anymore and it's hard to get that feel back but that's something oh, that's something that almost can't be duplicated well, it's hard I thought, I thought Bruno Mars did a great job at kind of capturing recapturing he did the for the funk like the funk ah, and soul yeah 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 like that Minneapolis mm-hmm. type of thing um He's doing an awesome job. Oh, God, I love him. He's life. fantastic. Can't nobody take that away from him. He, like, totally revamped his whole image, mm-hmm. and it's selling. <laughs> he's doing it's just fine. selling. Yeah, he's doing just fine. <laughs> no, I just love that he has this team that's consistent. Like, he has a band, and, like, that he supports yeah. his band. He's like, you know, Bruno Mars is a band. It's like, it's not just me. It's a band. He has the singers, the guy with the glasses. I love that guy. For whatever reason, I just love his glasses, and I love his whole feel. <laughs> and it took him some patience, you know, to get there. Like, do you remember when he started out? What was the grenade? Yeah, <laughs> grenade. Like, things have changed so, oh, much. so um, much. And it, and it took getting to a certain place. He's probably feeling like he's comfortable. <laughs> like, in a comfortable place now. Like, you know, he don't got to I mean, I'm, well, rightly so. He's he's worked and, like, he's produced. And, like, he, he I mean, you can see what he's, like, it's right there, you know. He, he's... He's doing it. Shit. He's a freaking awesome artist. Um, we just added uh, we just added um, uh, a boys and men song to our set list, our mm. acoustic set list. What is it? Uh, mm-hmm. End of the road, which is the last song we play. And we play SWV. Uh, we can't. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I was about to sing it to you. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you interrupted me before you had to. I should have just let you go ahead and go. <laughs> no, thank you. I was trying so, to guess uh, what song it was. Wait, you know. The interesting thing also about this place that another difference, and this is something my wife pointed out to me, it was like, it's like the women here, white, black, they appreciate the R&B here. And San Diego is kind of a sterile environment. Really? Like it was, there was jazz is huge. Reggae uh, is huge out there. And, um, and like indie rock and stuff like that. But like, not really soul, like we had like some neo soul nights and stuff and there's a few artists who are doing really cool things out there in that genre, but like nothing, there was never really a huge support network out there for us in San Diego, but like as soon as we came here, like the first shows we were playing, people lost their fucking mind when we played SWV and you know, like all these old school R&B songs, like Alicia Keys and Usher and stuff, so like people lost their fucking mind and and or people do lose their mind every time we do it. Musically, that's, a, that's definitely yeah. um, bridges yes. the divide. Yes. Music can really um, bridge here in the Midwest because even if you don't like a person, be like, I like that fucking song. <laughs> I like that song. Yeah. Hey, so, so, so it's important that we keep playing music then and, and bridging these gaps. Yes, it is in very this, important. All genres, this, uh, yeah, all genres, this, all places. In this, well, in this place in particular, I feel like it's important. Raina says that. Actually, that's what Raina says. She's like, fucking Ohio needs me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, that's the truth. Like, okay. Fair that's enough. the truth. 
because she was. She's the got one. a unique style as hell. She's got she's, such a unique style. I remember meeting her. her at the. I remember meeting her. Um, was at Ottawa Tavern. Mm-hmm. It was at Ottawa Tavern. I was like, cool. But mind you, I had never seen any of. I don't think I've ever met maybe one or two of the artists that were there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is such you know such an eye opener. I had never performed at Ottawa Tavern either. Mm-hmm. So that was my first time. Um, a different working with a different promoter to have a show there. Shout and I was like, oh Kelly. my god, I was like what a freaking eye opener! I was like, yeah. this is such a freaking eye opener to be exposed to so many different talents and like we all try to keep up and stuff with each other on social media. And I was like, this is there's so many, so mm-hmm. much talent here. It was like For a melting sure. pot of talent. But and to have someone that does bridge those, you know, puts us all in one place. It was awesome. Chris Kelly, I got. I mean, mm-hmm. like I, I love what that guy does. He's he's a curator of talent here in, yeah, the, he in the Midwest and in Toledo and. Even like last time, because we played the last thing he did, and there was this band that I met who I just put out the podcast. Their name was Rover, uh-huh. and they're like these rockers, and like it was all hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, rock, rock, rock. But the dude started rapping, and he's like indie dude, indie white wow. boy, just like out there like doing. But everybody was feeling it because he was just putting it out there, and then right afterwards. It's, more hip hop, you know, or or uh, it works if you if you believe it was, in it, the audience yes. will believe in you too. Yes, if and, they and see they you vibing, it's almost it. nothing they can do to deny to <laughs> deny that. It's like you, but you just cannot be meek. Cannot <laughs> be meek and mild. You have to feel it. If you feel it, yeah. the crowd will feel it. Go all the way. Is there um, is there like a weakness maybe um, in your creativity, maybe dancing? And, and I hate to use the word weakness, but so I always use this example. I play piano sometimes, and I have to use my left hand sucks, so mm-hmm. I constantly run drills. So well, I'm talking about like like actual weaknesses in like whatever, you know, not as in character or anything like that. Right. So so is there anything like in your dancing or in your writing or your singing, and something that you are working on currently, or something that you've overcame in the past that that uh, that uh, you got through? Uh, I like a certain, a certain style, like slow and smooth. That's my style. That's my style, and I'm trying to um, get out. So, like how you say you like flavor, like that was probably one an upbeat, an upbeat song that I uh, like. One of the few upbeat songs that I have. So just jumping out of what's comfortable to me, uh-huh. um, what's comfortable to me, just so that I'm well-rounded. So being more well-rounded of okay. an artist. So yeah. getting a little more out of your comfort zone is yeah. something that you want to work on. I like to work on it more. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So we working. <laughs> well. Uh, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I appreciate you driving out here and abandoning your friend at your meeting that you had before here and coming out here and, and chatting it up with me. And I appreciate your openness. And, and uh, yeah, thank you very much. No problem. It was awesome. Um, how can people find you? How can people find your music? How can people find your dance classes? Like, where, where can we send people so they can get more Jasmine? Sounds good. On Instagram, you can go to Jasmine underscore Renee underscore music for my music um, for Skills and Heels dance class. Skills and Heels, I-N-H-E-E-L-S, um, everything spelled typically <laughs> on Instagram and or on Facebook. On Facebook, you can look me up at Jasmine Renee and there's no spaces. iTunes, Jasmine Renee, no spaces and it's J-A-S-M-I-N-E-R-E-N-E-E. And then on SoundCloud at Jasmine Music Dash One.
That's it. I think that's all my plugs. <laughs> it's Spotify. I'm everywhere. So my EP is um, Black Queen. It's on Spotify. It's on Tidal. It's on iTunes. Is it on Spotify? It's on Spotify. I was looking for you. You know what came up was... Um, and it's on like Amazon Music and yeah. it's on all these other kind of crazy... It's on Spotify. What the heck? I Jasmine Renee, up. but there's no spaces in between. Oh. I had to make my name an original looking name. So I, I had to you. put them all together. I put a space in it and it led me to... Did it just lead you to Black Queen only? Because Black no, Queen no. is okay. No, no, yeah. it led me to a guy. It's a rap album. My name is so hard because it's so typical, but this literally is my real first and middle name. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't figure out anything other. I'm like, I'm not even. I, I can't. I'm not trying to identify with somebody else. I was like, that's that's literally it. <laughs> that's what my wife did. Her middle name is Raina Mystique. Well, now it's Waffer, but it was Morgan. It really is Mystique. Yeah. Raina Mystique. Raina Mystique. Oh, it's easy. It's oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's, e it's easy. It's easy. But yep, it's no spaces. Jasmine Renee, just all in one word. Nice. And the new EP, Black Queen, is out now. So go stream it. Go. Can they yeah. buy physical copies? They is can buy physical copies. Just contact me on one of my social media accounts. Boom. I can get to you. You can get to me. Find a meeting place. Hell yeah. <laughs> you can figure it all out. Jasmine, thank you so much. I really thank appreciate you for having you me. Out. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jasmine, for meeting me out at The Flying Joe. Uh, that's The Flying Joe Coffee in Perrysburg. Thanks to the staff. They were awesome. Um, check out Jasmine on Instagram at uh, Jasmine underscore Renee underscore music. And you can just refer to the, the title of the podcast for that spelling. Uh, and Jasmine also has skills in heels. She has some... Uh, drop-in classes at ten dollars each on the 27th january 27 2019 and february 3rd and i'll put the links in the show notes a little shout out there for jasmine um uh yeah you can also check out Raina mystique's new album 1018 at rainamystique.com that's r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e you can also write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com check out the website I'm so used to saying Barren Wasteland that I almost said Barren Wasteland, but it's not. It's it's an actual site. It looks great. Thank you, honey. You're beautiful. Uh, and uh, that's it. So thank you guys again. I'll see you guys next week. Uh, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. 